From the Holy Gospel according to John. When Judas had left them, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified. And God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself. And God will glorify him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little while longer. I give you a new commandment. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you should also love one another. This is how all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Alleluia. Many of us can remember a television show called Kids Say the Darndest Things. The original program was with old Art Linkletter. Kids Say the Darndest Things. Years later, there was an updated version. On both programs, the TV host would ask a youngster between three and eight years old a question. Then the child usually answered in a cute way. In one episode, Art Linkletter asked youngsters about love. What is love? One youngster said, If falling in love is anything like learning multiplication tables, I don't want to do it. It takes too long. An eight-year-old said, Beauty is skin deep, but how rich you are can last for a long time. When asked why lovers often hold hands, a seven-year-old observed, they want to make sure their rings don't fall off because they paid good money for them. And how can you tell if two adults in a restaurant are in love? Lovers will just be staring at each other while their food gets cold. Love seems nearly impossible to define. Those four letters, L-O-V-E, 
have been the subject of human debate for thousands of years. No one seems to know precisely what love is. It's become a a catch-all word. We love God. We love our family. We love ice cream. It tastes good. We love Monsignor's homilies. They give us a chance to nap. According to television or movies, love comes and goes several times in a lifetime with any number of people. Love has little to do with sacrifice or commitment. Yet according to God's plan in Scripture, the ultimate expression of love between man and woman is marriage. And now we have people who think they can redefine what God has already defined. On television or in movies, love can be all about me. Love gets reduced to an emotional high. Love makes me feel good. It makes me happy. Yet we have seen pictures of Christ on the cross in agony. The caption reads, Greater love than this no man hath. Greater love? If love makes us happy, Christ sure doesn't look too happy here. We cannot seem to pin love down. Ever since humans began to communicate, love has been the subject of poems, books, novels, songs, too many even to count. Love seems almost impossible to define. Love is a very broad term. And love is nothing new. This concept, love, has always been with us. Ancient philosophers like Plato talked about it thousands of years ago. Plato said love was insanity. Love was part of Jewish law. Our Lord did not invent love. The Old Testament book of Leviticus taught, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So when our Lord preaches on love, it was nothing new. The novelty is our Lord's teaching that love is for everybody, even those who refuse to love us back, even when we get nothing out of it. The Old Testament, love your neighbor, meant just that, your neighbor. It literally meant, do not harm your fellow Israelite. But if you need to beat up some non-Jew or a Roman citizen, go for it. So Christ's novel approach is loving everybody, even non-believers, even enemies. These words were spoken at the Last Supper. Our Lord speaks these words right after his betrayer, Judas, ducks out early to set the trap. It comes right before Jesus lets Peter know that he will betray him three times. And now we're supposed to do the same. Love our enemies. Love those who betray us. This takes some doing. This is new. This is how our Lord gave a whole new twist to the ancient concept of love. So for Christians, love is central. We all know that. Let Christian yet Christian love is a new kind of love. This love is the 
brand of love only Christ sells. In St. John's Gospel, it's the persistent, persistent theme. This is how all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. But the kicker is the one line. As I have loved you, so you also should love one another. As Jesus loved us. Love based on feelings is not enough. Once feelings fade, once we quit feeling sorry for somebody, once a person we love turns us off, then we're supposed to still love them. The commitment still stands. You know, someone once said that in marriage, the first time you know for sure you are in love is when you feel like leaving, but you don't. Authentic love comes from God. The source of love can't be our emotions, even our our goodwill. Real love comes from God. Love that comes from somewhere else will eventually run out. Love from a divine source, Jesus Christ, never runs dry. And the true test is when we love, even though we don't get anything out of it, we expect nothing in return. This is the love Christ shows us. This is the kind of love we Christians must also embrace. Well, not only kids, but most people say the darndest things. We say or do the darndest things in the name of love. And we've been doing it since the beginning of time. Christ comes along after thousands of years of human speculation on love, proclaiming a new love, a new commandment. Our Lord takes love out of this world. His followers do not love one another because it makes us feel good or we feel sorry for certain people. Christians experience the love God has for us. It fills us up. And then we love others simply because God loves us. No other reason. We need no better reason than Jesus Christ. And if you think about it, that is the darndest thing. Remember that during Eastertide, for our profession of faith, we're praying the Apostles' Creed. It's on page 10 in the Pew Missal. We pray the Apostles' Creed, page 10. <laughs> 